Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. Loving Fridays here. We're pushing on into the weekend. If you're in the Tampa area, we'd love for you to come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information you need is at our website, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to meet you and love to uh, talk to you about uh, text talk. Today, or Jesus. Or Jesus. <laughs> you know, Mainly whatever, Jesus. How about whatever's on your heart? <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> we meet people where they are. So uh, today we are wrapping up Psalm 48, our week on Psalm 48. What translation do you have there, Edwin? The Christian Standard Bible, Psalm 48, a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. The Lord is great and is highly praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, rising splendidly, is the joy of the whole earth. Mount Zion on the slopes of the north is the city of the great king. God is known as a stronghold in its citadels. Look! The kings assembled. They advanced together. They looked and froze with fear. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them there, agony like that of a woman in labor. As you wrecked the ships of Tarshish with the east wind. Just as we heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. God, within your temple, we contemplate your faithful love. Your name, God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with justice. Mount Zion is glad. The towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Go around Zion, encircle it, count its towers, note its ramparts, tour its citadels, so that you can tell a future generation. This God, our God forever and ever, he will lead us eternally. Amen. Amen. All week long we have been talking about this amazing city, Jerusalem. We've been talking about Zion, the Mount of the Lord. And on Fridays, we talk about Jesus, and we build some of these connections or observe sometimes quotations from the Psalms in the New Testament. I don't know that there's—do we already talk about one this week? Well, Jesus quotes Yeah, it, that's right. The city that's of the right. great king, when he's talking about the fact that we need to be honest. Jesus, when he says that they should not swear by Jerusalem, they shouldn't swear because it's the city of the great king. 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 So as he's Psalm talking 48. about the honesty there, he he highlights that look, don't don't take these oaths by heaven because mm-hmm. that's God's throne. Don't take it by earth because that's its footstool. Then it says don't don't take it by Jerusalem because that's the city of the great king. We might think that he's saying, you know, God's king, David, or the coming Messiah, but really Jesus is quoting from this psalm, and he's pointing out this is God's city. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to swear and use this as as the standard for your honesty or your dishonesty, right. this is going to be a real problem because you're actually, what whatever, basically his point was, whatever oath you're taking, you're actually taking it by God. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. What you need to do is just be honest. Right. You don't just have to, integrity. You know, just just be honest. Be in, Yeah, have integrity because no matter what you say and no matter what you base it on, you're really basing it on God, which means you should just tell the truth all the time. Absolutely. So we've got that quotation from Psalm 48 and the teaching of the Lord on the Sermon on the Mount. But then uh, as we've stepped back, we've seen that Jerusalem itself, Zion itself, is prefiguring ultimate truths in Christ. Uh, We were looking at Hebrews 12 yesterday and talking about the things that could be shaken, 
earthly temples, how Jesus himself prophesied that ultimately that temple in Jerusalem would be dismantled stone by stone, brick by brick, and yet what remains? Well, there's actually a temple that remains. There's actually a Mount Zion that Christians are coming to, according to the Hebrew writer in Hebrews 12. And so I guess we're kind of building up on that today to think more about these ultimate truths, this ultimate Jerusalem in Christ. I want to come to Jesus through this psalm, kind of through a side door, Mm -hmm. if I can do that. I've been struggling. I've been struggling as we've read from Psalm 42. We, so some have learned for the very first time that Psalms is actually divided up into five different books of Psalms. Yeah, that's good to remind ourselves and, that. And book two began with Psalm 42. And interestingly, also in Psalm 42 began a series of Psalms by the sons of Korah that stretch mm-hmm. from Psalm 42 to Psalm 49. And as we walk through those Psalms, there's, there's almost this story. Psalm 42 was the beginning of that story as the son of Korah was experiencing either dehydration yeah, or drowning. The and deer wondering, panting for the water. Wondering why his soul was cast down and looking forward to being able to praise God again. Psalm 43 continued that. In fact, it continued it so strongly, some folks believe that Psalm 43 and Psalm 42 were originally a single psalm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we've got Psalm 43 that, that carries on that issue of, I want to worship God at his temple again. So that's actually kind of pointing us to the city of God as he separated from that city. Do we see that there? Then in Psalm 44, it has become really bad. I mean, so bad that that's one of those psalms that's just almost shocking to read and frightening to read as it makes this accusation against God that, you know, we heard about your faithfulness to our fathers, but you haven't done that for us. We have been faithful to your covenant and you're not keeping up your end of the bargain and we're being defeated and we're being beaten. That's the one that keeps professing how faithful they have been and even says if we had been worshiping idols, if we had done these other things, we could understand it, but that's not what we been doing. So from 42 to 44, there's this downhill slide of defeat, despair, destruction. Then we get to Psalm 46, and Psalm 46 is a bit of a hinge. In Psalm 46, it starts with this picture of the world collapsing and caving in on itself, mountains falling into the sea, the the oceans raging and foaming. But in the middle of that, What we find is they have trusted in God, and because they've trusted in God as their refuge, despite all that cataclysm around them, he has defended and he has been victorious, Mm -hmm. and they come out on top, which then leads us to the Psalms we've been reading last week and this week, which are Psalms of great and amazing praise of of the God of Zion and now the Zion of God. Mm -hmm. And this just beautiful picture of victory for God's people that he really did finally come along and do exactly what he said. He really did keep his covenant. Okay, so here's the story, and it's this wonderful picture, but smack in the middle of this, there's this really weird psalm, Psalm 45. Mm. Do you remember Psalm 45? Yeah. Psalm 45 was the wedding psalm. Yeah, that's right. So, so it's like right in the middle of this story. What, and if Psalm 45 wasn't there, we'd, we'd, I think we'd all see, oh, yeah, what a great story. There's downhill, and then there's uphill, and mm-hmm. there's this praise of God. And by the way, I think what we're going to see next week with Psalm 49 is almost like a personal application. We've been talking in Psalms 42 through 48 of this big nationwide, citywide, here's what it's like with God's people facing all their enemies, whereas in Psalm 49, it's going to bring it down to a very granular level of an individual and his enemies and and how he works. And and it kind of tells that story again, but shows the relying on God. 
But smack in the middle of this is this wedding psalm. Yeah, we what like that too. What is that about? <laughs> what is that about? Well, I'm wondering, I can't be certain, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's actually not setting the stage for something that becomes exceedingly important. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got this defeat, we've got this despair, we've got that it's awful, wedding psalm, victory, and focus on the city of God. 46 and 48 both focus on the city of God. Remember, 42 focused on being separated. 42 and 43 focused on being separated from the temple and city of God, whereas 46 through 48 brings us back into the middle of the temple of God, and right in the middle of all that about the city of God is this picture of a wedding. Yeah, the wedding. Of a king whose bride is brought to him, Mm -hmm. bedecked, bejeweled, in splendor. And I'm trying to figure out what all that's about. And it may be that it's not until we get to the book of Revelation that we find out, oh, this is what that was about. Well, it is something that when you come to the book of Revelation and particularly the 21st chapter, you have all of this same imagery speaking to Christ and to his church. What is the church called? It is called the bride of Christ, bedecked, beautiful, cleansed by the washing water of the word, a glorious bride, a glorious church. According to Ephesians chapter 5 and Revelation 21, it's the bride again. You also have the city. Well, yeah, let me, before you just jump to that, yeah, let's, okay. let's listen to how it's read, well, how, start, how it's written. Yeah. So Revelation 21, 9, then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. If you hear that sentence, what are you expecting to see next? I'm expecting to see a beautiful lady. That's exactly right. <laughs> Some type of Verse 10, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel, and on it goes. Verse 15, the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width. And he goes on and talks about this city that we often refer to as the city four square. We've got songs that sing about yeah, it that way. we do. So it's not the first time in the book of Revelation where the angel has announced, behold this. I think about in Revelation chapter 5, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. And what does he see? He sees a lamb as if it was slain. The lion is the lamb. And here we have a situation, behold the bride. And what does he see? A city. The city and the city coming down. Detected bejeweled. What? The city is the bride of the Lamb, the bride of Christ. We come back to Psalm Psalms forty-two through forty-eight, at least maybe leading into Psalm forty-nine, and now it makes sense. Why, in the middle of this series of Psalms about being separated from the city of God and then being brought back into the city of God, despairing, separated from God? being drawn back to God, would we have a wedding psalm? Because that's exactly what the city of God is. It is God's bride. That is exactly what the church is. It Mm -hmm. is Christ's bride, Bride. this city. And so Psalm 45 was not simply about a king and his bride. Psalm 45 was about God and his bride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And therefore it's about Christ and his bride, mm-hmm. and and tucking it into the middle of this very weird, odd place gets us there. So now when we get to Psalm 48, it doesn't surprise us at all that ultimately what that's about is about 
Christ and his church, Mm -hmm. the city, which is the bride of Jesus Christ, which is the bride of Yahweh himself. So when we talk about the city four square, uh, what does four square even mean? (laughs) So this is, this is kind of an archaic way of saying square. It's square. a square city. Okay. So the Greek word there is tetragonos, and so it actually has the word four in the Greek word. Like Tetra. you know how we say triangle, mm-hmm. triagonal, yeah, diagonal. Mm-hmm. We've got tetragonal, four angles or four sides. And so this was just a, an archaic way of saying square. It's You've got square. something that has four equal sides, which is which is what. Is, is said in these following verses, Revelation 21, 16, the city lies four square, its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with the rod, 12,000 stadia, its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also the angel's measurement. So in other words, the city has the same height, the same width, and the same length. It's a it's a cube. Cube, we'd say cube. Yeah, it's a cube. It's a square, which of course then means that we're dealing with a, a vision. We're dealing with an idealistic representation sure. of a city. We're As we are with, throughout the book. We're not dealing yeah. with a literal city. But of course, that gets back to what we were saying yesterday. What was shaken was taken out so that what could not be shaken remains. And it's this ideal city, which is the people of God who are the bride of Jesus Christ. And how does Psalm 48 end? He is going to be our guide forever. As long as we remain the city of God, as long as we remain the heavenly Jerusalem, he will guide us forever. I think it's so important to bring this out. I, there are some people who are, are still looking for some earthly city, some type of resurgence of Jerusalem proper, that bit of land in Palestine. Nope. And that really is to miss it. That really is to miss the glory of God's great plan. And the opportunity for people of all places, nations, tribes, tongues, to be a part of it. And throughout all time, to come be in his city. And you can be in that city right now. Yeah. You can be in that city right now. You can become a part of that bride right now. Jesus said, he that believes and is baptized will be saved. And on the day of Pentecost, those who believed and were baptized were added. Added to what? To this city and kingdom. We'd love to help you with that. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to see you this Sunday. Andrew, wrap us up in prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you, Father, for this Psalm 48. And Father, as it has invited us to think about Jerusalem, um, the geography of it some, the history of it some, particularly, Father, the spiritual truth of it and what it foreshadows ultimately in Christ and his church, it is is glorious it's glorious because it glorifies you and may you be glorified forever in your church thank you for the gospel that invites us to come and be part of that church to be with you forever in jesus name we pray amen amen thanks for talking about the text with us today i'm edwin crozier and i'd like to invite you to join the christians who meet on livingston avenue in lutes florida this sunday for our bible classes and worship you can find out more at christiansmeethere.org Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.